The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants, not of Reuters News. Welcome to the Exchange Podcast. I'm Rob Cox, editor of Reuters Breaking Views. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Dave Portnoy, founder and head of content at Barstool Sports, which you probably know him best by his nom de guerre, El Presidente. Dave founded Barstool 12 years ago as a newspaper, which then morphed into a website that's become a big destination for young men looking for a funny take primarily, but not solely, on sports. In early January, Dave announced in a live emergency press conference here in Times Square that he had sold a majority stake in Barstool to the Chernin Group, an investment firm led by former Fox executive Peter Chernin. For the site's fans, known as Stoolies, it was kind of a shock. They worried that Chernin would tone down Barstool, whose features include a regular, quote, guess that ass column, in a bid to attract advertisers and more female followers. But Dave told us there are no plans to change the editorial ethos of the site, which I think I best describe as a bunch of dudes sitting around drinking Bud Light and talking about, like, a football game and the commercials. That's, that's kind of the banter they've got. We talked, anyway, about plans to expand the operation, to bring everyone into a central hub in Manhattan, the business of sports generally, and even a Super Bowl without his beloved Patriots. Give a listen to my conversation with El Presidente. So here you are in Times Square. Last time you heard, you were famously, you were announcing this investment by Peter Chernin, former Fox executive. So what's that all about? I mean, a lot of your, your, your fans, the Stoolies, were, were kind of shocked. They were confused. They didn't know what this meant for Barstool Sports. Yeah. So uh, as you said, we announced it here. I think it means good things for Barstool Sports. I, hopefully we spread the brand. Uh, you know, it's primarily a Northeast brand right now. So with Chernin's help, hopefully we'll get... You mean Patriots followers? Not just Patriots. Not Northeast, <laughs> we're the Northeast car. The smart ones are the Patriot followers. Unfortunately, maybe not right now. I literally puked in my mouth, I think, in my sleep like two nights ago. Um, yeah, it was a bad night for Pats fans. It was a bad night. Yeah, you mix in one of those every, you know, 10 years, you got to deal with it. But, um, yeah, so we've always been independent, bootstrapped by ourselves. Uh, hopefully they're going to provide the resources and expertise to really spread the brand. So what would you do? Like when you say, first of all, you're bringing everybody to New York, mm-hmm. your guys in Chicago and elsewhere. You're all coming in, you're going to have a central hub. Correct. Um, and I imagine that's because you get more of that sort of vibe that you get at it. Yeah, I think one thing that separates us and our readers like is the unique content, the personalities that we have. When I started Barstool, for example, we could have a story that, you know, is an internet viral story. I could sit on it for two weeks. We'd be the first ones to it. Not many people were doing what we do. Everybody does that now. Um, The way we stay ahead or unique or different is we've really made personalities of all our writers and characters, uh, and we do video and unique stuff like that. We're all separate right now. So I'm in Boston. We have guys in Chicago, New York, Philly. We're going to bring them under one roof and hopefully create almost a, should I say, reality blog show of some sort. a lot more unique content to bring to our readers. Let's talk about the content. I mean, you know, it's not a sports, strictly a sports site. It's not Sports Illustrated. It's not ESPN. I like to say it's sort of a bit like when I'm with a bunch of dudes watching a football game, it's kind of like what we're talking about while we're drinking beer and watching the game. Yeah. The actual way that we describe it to somebody, which if they want the exact barstool sports, it's anything that a guy would talk about sitting at a bar watching a game. Right. So it really isn't a sports site. Um, we consider ourselves a comedy site, 
first and foremost, almost a male gossip site, if that makes any sense. I mean, I'll talk about Justin Bieber just as much as I'll talk about Tom Brady, just as much as I'll talk about Donald Trump last night, and not in a political way, but you know what we think's funny about it. Right. So it's really men's interest. But, but So that's also gotten you some criticism. So misogyny has been one of the uh, criticisms level that you guys, I mean, how, how are you gonna balance that, particularly now that you have a new corporate owner, as it were, and I'm sure, I assume the, the, the intent is to get more readers, including female readers. What do you Correct. do about that? You know, I, we're not gonna change the tone. That was a huge part of me doing this deal because Barstool had grown. I was making a better living, to be honest, than I ever thought I was gonna be, like being right. a blogger. Uh, but when Churnin approached, they loved the voice too. And I think there is a place for it, whether it be, you know, a, a, a newer version of Howard Stern or something to that effect, a lot of people have said. But we have women readers, we have you know men readers, we have younger readers, we have older readers. We have readers with sense of humors. Uh, you know, the internet and Twitter allows for people, and we'd say the PC police, mm -hmm. to really stamp their feet and yell and, and maybe seem like they're a bigger majority than they actually are. Right. But I don't think we really have to tone down anything. We have just as many women, and some women who would say, hey, I'm a feminist too, but I love Barstool Sports. I get that it's a joke, as we do other feminists who would be like, hey, they're putting up What about more girls. women like on camera or in doing writing or thinking? Yeah, we, we're trying to hire one right now, but uh, another part of it is we'll hire for funny. We, we write to guys, but for example, there's a girl, Jenna Marbles, who is basically the most popular female on YouTube. I mean, she's huge. Right. I hired her out of the tanning salon, so her first job was at Barstool Sports, so we helped right. launch her. I will hire anybody. I don't care whether you're an alien, a girl, black, white, whatever. If I think you're funny and can help, we'll hire you. So I don't- Yankees fan? Uh, those tend not to be funny people, but <laughs> if we found the right one, I would hire them. So uh, how are you gonna keep that sort of local flavor? Your guy in Chicago, your guy in Philly, how do you keep all We've that while you've got people. everybody yep. here? And it started as a Boston blog. It's still, I wanna say, a Boston company, and a lot of our longtime readers hate me because we're moving, um, but, I keep saying to them, there's this beautiful thing called the internet. I never leave my house in Boston, period. I go outside in the winter, maybe five times a year. I just stay my house to my office. So I'll still cover, you know, all the local channels in Boston. I don't, I think if I didn't tell people I was going to be in New York, they wouldn't even known I moved. It's just the image of it, but you know what? We're pretty good with our readers. We'll just tell them to shut up and read and hopefully they continue to. And what, what so this investment and this, this, this new shareholder who's a majority on your board, for instance, mm -hmm. um, what, are they, what are they expecting you guys to do in terms of reaching out to other, you know, doing more television, doing, what, I mean, what is the sort yeah, of plan? Well, so one of the things with Barstool from my perspective is I've always been, I think, pretty good at content and bad at everything else with our business and that's technology that's sales and marketing, that's almost everything except knowing kind of what funny is and having a good feel what resonates with maybe the 18 to 35 year old demo. They're gonna offer a lot of expertise in those other areas. Technology wise, I could write an article right now in Barcelona Sports and I could put in the exact title in Google and I wouldn't be able to find it, like because right. our SEO is so backwards. So little things like that will help. And then we'd also like to, hopefully within five years, not only be a blog, but be involved, whether it be TV, radio, books, lots of different things. We think essentially there's an opportunity for a comedy brand. If you're a young comedian right now, maybe in the late 80s, you graduate, you apply to Saturday Night Live. Like that's the dream. Right, it's right. the first thing you think of. Right now, if a, if a 
funny kid graduates from college who maybe worked for an alternative newspaper, where do you apply? I don't think there is that spot. We'd like the to onion. I don't know. Yeah, the, the onion's strong, but I don't know Which that it's just sold, by the way. To I know for uh, a ton of money, by the way. Right, right. For, I think Even more than you sold for. Quite a bit more, <laughs> and I think it was it was the minority stake too. I don't think it was the majority oh, right. stake. Right. Um, I didn't apply to the onion, um, so I we I don't know that I'd say they're hip. They've been around for. Okay. Ever, uh, we think there's a spot for that. And we want to fill that. Gap. So, so you could have a television program, and you could be, you know, I mean, you do it, you do live, or you do the show, yeah, on the internet, and you, yeah, I mean, and why not, why not turn, why not take over, you know, Sports Center, ESPN. We'd love to do that, and um, you know, Peter Chern, and that was part of why he was so exciting to us because obviously he has, has expertise in a lot of different areas. And I actually had a conversation with him that sort of sold me because I was asking him what, almost the reverse of what you just asked me, like, right. where do you see it? And he just said, I think the brand is hip, funny, and you, I'm not exactly sure where, what door will open, but almost if you put your oars in the water and you have really funny and really smart people who you know, are working hard and have expertise, I think there's opportunities there. Where they turn up, not 100% sure, but that's kind of how Barstool ran. Right. Like Barstool today is not what it was when I started the company. But well, you started a, as a newspaper. It's a newspaper, strictly sports, gambling, nothing to do with girls, no right. irreverent stories. So it's just really make sure we have really talented people, funny people, I think we're good at that, and then see which verticals we can get into. Right. A lot of people said that we've sort of reached like almost, you can't go any higher in terms of sports revenues. I mean, you know, whether it's the NFL, whether it's the rights for tennis, I mean, it just he keeps going to these levels that seem almost unsustainable. You have, you know, ESPN has been a wobble for Disney, the, the majority owner. Um, what's your view about the, just the sports media business? You must feel that there's at least an opportunity for you to topple some of the, the, the key players out there already. We think that there's certainly an opportunity to give people content in a different way. Again, a much more of a satirical slant on things. And again, we aren't beholden. A lot of networks, whether it be ESPN, are they beholden to the NFL and things like that? We can say whatever we want, and that's mm -hmm. not going to change. I think we have a real honest connection with our readers. Um, and I think there's a chance to slice some of that Are there off. other sports that you guys can get into, do more coverage of? I mean, I, I sometimes think you should do more hockey, for instance. We have some hockey guys. Yeah. Uh, I'll never tell anybody to cover anything that they're not truly interested in. Uh, it's ironic. That'll show. That'll that? show if they cover something. Exactly. I mean, and ironically, the NHL, like the actual players, love us. We're huge. In I the heard NHL. you got like a Jose Sharks. You got like lots of people. Yeah, who love like the, uh, Logan Couture, who's an all-star on the Sharks, yeah. said if he had to guess, he'd say 75% of the NHL reads Barstool. <laughs> we do these different challenges whenever road teams come in. I dress up in goalie pads, and like they come in and shoot on me. Um, and I'm not a hockey guy, by the way. I can, I, if I watch five minutes of hockey, I fall asleep. So it's a little unique. Um, but we don't consciously say, hey, we got to cover more NHL or, hey, we got to cover. You're not saying this is our vertical. No, right? no. It, it, it's what's funny, what's going on in the world. And it really can vary to what's, what's right. on the internet. And so so uh, apart, apart from NHL stars, I mean, what, how would you describe your demographic, your, your audience? It, I mean, the most obvious. Yeah, the most obvious is 18 to 35-year-old male. That, right. My that, son is a huge fan. For it, instance, yes, yeah. exactly. And, and that, that's typical, but it never sways because I started, I'm 38 now. 
So I started this company 12 years ago. People have grown up with me and now you know, they, they want to hear my take on things. A lot of people are interested in the business side. We have a writer who just had a baby. He's talking about you know, waking up in the middle of the night having to you know, deal with that. So every, we have a lot of different employees at different phases of their life and we are an ongoing 12 year story that people know a lot about us and they're interested in every, whether it's the single guy going out to the bar, whether it's you know, a blackout tour at a college like a rave, or it's Kevin Clancy talking about his kid. So whatever vertical you may fa fall in, I think we cover a lot of different kind of age groups. Now you, you guys have been at it for now 12 years. Did you have outside investors before or did you just bootstrap never. this yeah. yourself? Yeah, it was, it was always myself. Um, and we never took outside money. And so why Chernin? Were there other opportunities? I mean, I imagine there were other folks you could have gone yes. to. What was, what was the attraction? So we, we got approached a lot. And it would, uh, you know, can we offer you money? How do we get involved in this? And I was, I, in the beginning, I hear it out all the time. I was never. VCs or, yeah. or person, angel investors? Angel, angels more than VCs, but VCs both. Um, sports Illustrated? Never no. Sports okay. Illustrated. <laughs> uh, it was never some, never like existing. But You didn't I, want to be associated with a magazine that does uh, bikini pictures, I imagine. Right, that, that we would never exploit a girl like that. Right, right. Um, so <laughs> the, the issue I always had is I, I'm a strong believer in our content. I think it's wh why we got where we are, and I never want to change that. And a lot of people would approach, I could tell right off the bat, you know, unless you're going to give me a check for $100 million, and then I could go live, you can do whatever you want with the content then because I already made it. Um, Churning, when they approached me, and they had a warm introduction through uh, Jared Lorenzen, who ex-Giants quarterback, really fat guy, right. the hefty lefty. So it, it was a warm introduction, and from the first time I sat down with them, it was very clear that they loved the content and they didn't want to change it. So they were fans first. They were, they, yeah, and they actually said that in the meetings, we had to separate being fans of Barstool versus the business opportunity of Barstool and have other eyes be like, we're seeing this the correct way, um, which I think they were, um, too late now if they weren't. But uh, so once I was convinced that they loved the brand, the voice, didn't want to change that, the backgrounds of uh, Mike Kearns, who, who used to work at Yahoo Digital, had a lot of expertise, and Peter in the media. It was, we weren't just interested in money, we want people who are gonna actually be actively helping us, whether it be interviewing you know, our next COO, CEO, candidate, that type of thing, um, and keeping the voice. So it's that combo of, hey, we wanna help you build out the business side of this business, right. but you're in charge of content, uh, we never wanna change that, and that combo was and pretty they, And how are you, you still have a stake in the yes. company? Yes, so, oh yeah. So you're incentivized for, for whatever Yeah, I still journey. have a significant stake. This was not my cash out moment. I no. told this to everybody. This was, if everything blows up, I won't be in the poorhouse, but it's, this was not my cash out moment. Right, so now you, but you can ostensibly afford to buy a, a place up near Yankee Stadium or something. Nantucket is where I chose to buy my place, so <laughs> hopefully New York will have easy transit there. Well, we're, really, we're glad to have you in New York. We can't wait for you to become uh, a Yankees um, fan yeah. or a Mets fan or a Rangers fan. I hate this city. It's so busy. <laughs> it's so so cluttered. You go to a hotel to meet somebody, there's no seats. I don't know, understand what that's about. It seems like it's- Well, there's bar stools. Yeah, the Barstools, but they're all taken. So, right. no, I, most of the people moving here do not like Manhattan. I will, the only good thing is like if the Celtics come to town or, or the Patriots are playing, I will have Boston-themed tailgate parties, pre-parties. Uh, but no, I don't like Manhattan. Not excited about that. All right, well, well, uh, well, we're still excited to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, El Presidente Dave Thank Portnoy. You. I appreciate you coming by. Thanks for having me.
Okay, that was fun. I know some people will think I should have pressed him more on charges that say Barstool objectifies women or picks on people. But I think it's kind of a rich charge given Sports Illustrated has been printing a yearly swimsuit issue since 1964. And as Dave makes pretty clear, Barstool is first and foremost a comedy site. In that context, I think they can probably get away with some things that an ESPN or Sports Illustrated could not. But it's true, if the site wants to expand its reach, not to mention bring in a lot more advertisers, it may need to rethink some of that. In any event, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with another Exchange podcast soon. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening. Adios. Adios.